The following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to the Tanami Faithful Podcast. I'm your guest host today, CJ, Editor-in-Chief at TanamiFaithful.com, and I am here with a lovely group of guests today. Hey folks, it's Lord GTZ. Alongside... Celia Rose, one of the social media managers for Tanami Faithful. And bringing up the rear... It's, uh, the... What, what did you call me? The, the, the graphics, graphics Lord. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> the Lord, the Lord and Savior of my uh, documentary, Caboose Jr. <laughs> oh, stop! Uh, it's Caboose Jr. Yes, hello. Uh, B Lord, I feel like we've been on quite a few podcasts since Sketch's little uh, sabbatical right now, and same with you, Celia. But it's so awesome to have you both back with Caboose because we have a very interesting topic for today. One that. Uh, believe it or not, I was asked to host this podcast episode. I was more than willing to sit it out, but uh, you know, founder of Toonami Faithful Paul was like, CJ, I want to hear you what you think specifically. I was like, well then, I guess I will be hosting this episode this week. Uh, and so here we are. And the topic will be looking back at Toonami uh, 2020, you know, looking back at the year it had. Uh, not necessarily solely about, hey, how did it do? How did this show do? How did everything do? But kind of like Everything in a nutshell, considering how just vastly different 2020 was for everyone compared to previous years with everything that was going on, specifically the global pandemic known as COVID-19, you know, that thing's still around, still kicking in, sadly. And, well, a lot of things were vastly, vastly different than what you can expect, and it was definitely... It was definitely a challenge, and more or less, I feel like Toonami kind of did what they could... And I'd say it was admirable compared to what could have happened, uh, more so than anything else. But I'm I'm very interested to at least hear what my uh, guests have to say about the kind of subject along those lines. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll kind of throw out this general question: What what was your guys's uh, general thoughts of the block in 2020? And honestly, anyone can start off if you want. Um, Caboose, you haven't been on for a while. Let's start with you. I, I want to hear how you your general thoughts of Toonami in 2020? Uh, well, well, we kick off the, the new year with the new Tom, uh, new base of operations, the forge, uh, new graphics, everything. I mean, technically, I mean, we started in December, but I figured, you know, it's usually when they start off brand new things anyway. So the new year, same Tom, same Sarah, do old tricks maybe i don't know um <laughs> well some of the things that i like that they got um were the dc movies now these these came in more towards later in the year mm-hmm. but i still think they're a a big deal um just because you know you got some corporate synergy going on um to break up the flow of the the usual Saturday uh, lineup, mm-hmm. more so than what uh, we got with the Crunchyroll too. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
unfortunately. Um, yeah. Um, we even got a primal marathon. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fun, actually. It was. Yeah. Um, we got uh, some returns of some old classics, um, even some newer ones that haven't been on the block before, like Paranoia Agent. Yeah, that's right. One, I really enjoyed that. Um, you know, you, you can't keep a good dog down. You got <laughs> Cowboy Bebop back in action with a nice little marathon for the holiday. Well, this this recent holiday. So. Right, yeah. Um, then, oh gosh, what else happened? <laughs> I mean, just so, it feels <laughs> like... This whole, I'm surprised every, you haven't mentioned uh, Gamusato. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to get to that eventually. But it's just like, it's so funny with how you say that, because it does feel like everything you said was like a span of three years, not just one, right? Yeah, like, it, this whole year was just a whole blur. I feel like maybe that's a good thing? I don't know. I mean, it wasn't. It could that. be. Um, I mean, considering you know we had to deal with you know <laughs> some budget cuts due to uh, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Don't worry, um, I'll, I'll be getting into that myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure you will, but um, you know they they got the you know Max's second season of Game of Sito, uh Death Beats premiering on the block. Uh, which is really nice, and hopefully we'll see more of that in the future. Who knows? Or just something um, other than anime, yeah. For sure, for sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, oh God, what else happened? <laughs> <laughs> so many things, Caboose, so many things happened. That's, well, that's the thing, like, there's so many things that happen and not so much. At the same time, isn't <laughs> that wild? Like, that's literally everything. Like, think of it of, like, how sports kind of went on through the year. Like, everything shuts down in March, and now, yeah. and then all of a sudden, like, they have these condensed seasons in bubbles, you know? Like, hockey went to Canada. Uh, basketball went to Florida, you know, and stuff like that. It's just so weird. I mean, yeah, that's what happens when you have, like, a lineup filled with, like, a lot of long-running shows. Like, well, they brought back <laughs> Dragon Ball Super. Then, mm -hmm. uh... I mean, I I didn't want them to bring it back, but they did because they, you know, they I guess they probably still had the rights. To oh, don't it. worry, I I have a segment for that as well. Caboose <laughs> is like hitting all the good stuff. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Sword Art still. I mean, Sword Art premiered back in 2020, and then sort the new season of Sword Art is uh still here. Mm -hmm. so we kind of had a break and then it's back um mob psycho got another run first season i know uh, a lot of people were thinking the second was going to be showing up after uh, <laughs> yeah only. which is unfortunate but um you know they celebrated uh run the jewels for uh twice uh one once with the album release and another with the Holy Kalama vote. Mm -hmm. It's really fun. Um, I always love the, the bumps when, or when they use run the jewels music. I just, I, I love it so much. Well, yeah. Like specifically run the jewels Four because this is the first time that they've had an album where I listened to like 
all of the tracks. Like, mm-hmm. they, every single track on that album is an absolute banger. And mm-hmm. I, I cannot, I can't get enough of it. Like, I was, I, I was watching the, uh, the Holy Kalama vote version of uh walking in the snow earlier today (laughs) so good it's funny too because like i remember alien uh our former staff writer for us was like sending all me the stuff because i wasn't able to catch it live and he was saying like cj this stuff this stuff slaps you need to listen i was like all right all right i'll listen i was like oh man this is so nice to listen on the train ride into work it's so good it's really good but uh but yeah no as as you can tell with caboose with everything that he's saying a lot of things really did happen. And so I think a lot of people are a bit more cynical with how, you know, 2020 as a whole was. And they might argue that not a lot of things for Toonami did happen, right? Because you'd have moments where shows had to repeat, like My Hero Academia, due to, you know, the recording process being delayed. You'd have shows like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and Black Clover, which is still not returned from the block as of now you know, they had to leave. And so they kind of had to find ways, whether they be creative or not, to be able to kind of fill up time during this pandemic. And while some might lament and be like, oh, you see, like, Toonami was kind of, you know, falling backwards more. It got Dragon Ball Super. It, you know, wasn't able to get Mob Psycho Season 2. You know, wasn't able to do this, that. They lost or they lost some time. They had to uh, take away shows and put other things that I wouldn't like. And I'm not saying me. I'm just saying, like, the Aminidit the anonymous eye kind of thing. And it just kind of shows that even when they're not necessarily grabbing all of the blockbuster animes that come out every simulcast, stuff still happened. You know, like it wasn't just this, oh, we got to toe the line. We just got to make sure that we uh, don't do not do anything crazy with everything going on. It's like they put on a freaking Holy Vote special. They got movies back and not just anime movies, DC movies for that, as Caboose was saying corporate synergy i feel like a lot of things actually happen more than people really want to give credit for and and v lord i'm kind of curious on at least your thoughts when you think of 2020 and how tsunami whether how how you think they a handled it or just all the things that happened regardless yeah yeah. i'm I'm thinking around like the nice uh Hmm? freaking marathon for halloween i completely forgot about that see what i'm (laughs) saying but like there's so many things that they did actually do you know yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. Like, oh my God, I completely forgot about that. Ugh. But it, it just proves the point that I was saying too. Like a lot yeah. of things seem to have happened. So, so V-Lord, uh, like when I say Toonami in 2020, what, what comes to your mind initially? God, that's tough. I mean, like <laughs> the way I think of Toonami in 2020 is more of like a holistic perspective. Because yeah, if you look at the just raw number of shows we got, like we had five new shows on the block that year, which isn't a lot. But when you also consider like, hey, we had new bums, we had like Holy Clam vote, we had all those marathons, we had two of the new shows that we got were American cartoons. Then we had the DC movies, we had the Primal Marathon. Like all that together, despite the year and what the world was going through and how that prevented possibly us maybe getting bigger shows or different shows it was still a pretty good year so i i'd say like overall i'm i'm satisfied i got to watch shows that i enjoyed like gamuseto and assassination classroom it was cool getting to rewatch ball masters on the block mm-hmm. so like i'd say overall like 
I was still invested in Tanami despite everything. And it sounds like, at least to me, you're a lot more open to trying new stuff that doesn't necessarily fit your mold as another guest on our podcast. Because recently, and it hasn't been published yet, but it's going to be published before this podcast episode is released. But Celia has a trending retrospective for Death Beats coming up this week. And what I found very interesting is kind of think of this as a sneak peek of her article is how at, initially she wasn't as interested, but as she was watching and live tweeting and keeping track, she became more invested in the show. And it kind of speaks to how I hope other Toonami fans kind of take that sort of lead where, hey, you know, maybe this isn't my thing, but that doesn't mean I don't have to watch. That means I can still try it and give it a shot. And you, who knows, you might actually like it. Because if there's one thing I really, really dislike is this whole notion of if it's not anime, it sucks. I hate that. Anime might be my favorite form of entertainment when it comes to, you know, television shows, but that's not going to stop me from watching other things and giving them a shot. And I think having, you know, Celia kind of, you know, go a little deeper into that type of notion, I think if more people did that, they would probably have enjoyed uh, this past year on Toonami. I think so too, actually, because when I was writing that, I was thinking about how I didn't like Ballmasters when it first started. I was just not impressed with it. The humor <laughs> wasn't my thing. Kind of the same thing like Game of Seto. But then like once there were some very clear anime references and some actual like really clean Sakuga cuts, I'm like, okay, I like this show now. <laughs> <laughs> this really has really cool animation and stuff. And I think that that's one thing that's been nice about this year as well is that because there's been a constant rotation of the lineup, you're always getting one show replaced with another, which is quite frankly a miracle given that <laughs> yes. the block shrank significantly at one point going down. I think it went from like 11 to 4 a.m. down to midnight to 3 or like 2.30 or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's pretty significant. And I think because they were able to do that and then throw in the specials and the marathons, that helps it stay fresh and feel like there was more going on. Even though like when you look at the list of actual new shows that premiered on Toonami this year I think it's less than 10 because yeah. we had so many things that returned but it doesn't feel like that it didn't feel stale or feel like it was stuck or that they were scrambling for something you know yeah totally and I also will I want to throw this note in I'm really glad Bald Masters got on because they made a Toonami music video with Dana Snyder's voice and I'm just like fuck yeah let's go I mean you had Master Shake on a Toonami bump let's fucking go I love it <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> that's a bias on my end. And I actually enjoyed Ballmasters. I thought it was really, it was really interesting to me. I don't know why. Like, I just, I really thought it was fun. It was, it was silly. It was ridiculous. It's exactly what I expect for Adult Swim. And in essence, Toonami, because for God's sakes, Toonami had uh, Boba Bo. Like, please. It's literally the same thing to me. <laughs> They're both, you know, kind of like gaggy and jokey and it's funny. So I like that. And, and like I was saying, it, it's not my first choice. But we got to see that, right? And it's something that I actually enjoyed. I thought um, Death Beats was just so wacky. Oh man, I was not. I I knew I'm 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 going into it thinking, oh, you know, Ballmasters are pretty wacky. And then I come into Death Beats, I'm like, what the hell is this? Is a this is so, this is a trip. <laughs> this is an absolute trip. And then, and for another example, we also, as Kabu said, got a Primal Marathon. You know, it was just it was nice to see other things besides anime on it for a year that people might look back negatively. And I understand, you know, COVID, uh, 
racial tensions that kind of exploded and now people are more aware thankfully on that kind of subject and it's like yeah it sucks but i think throughout this whole time at least this past year i thought tsunami did a bang-up job you know they provided an escape yet still keeping us aware of everything that's going on whether you would have uh, messages from like Funimation saying hey we had to record this at home we hope that you enjoy it knowing that it wasn't you know in the pristine studios that we normally like to provide for our fans um we they did a holy calama vote to make sure to get people out to vote you know they did a phenomenal black lives matter uh promo you know that was just beautifully done you know i talking with uh some of the guests during the documentary mentioned and they were like it was they they were just like they had a tear in their eye you know what i mean so there was i think tsunami needs to get more credit for how they handled 2020 with not only everything that was going on in the world, but the fact that the limitations that they might have had to be able to provide us that. I think it was absolutely monster, uh, monumental, the fact that they were able to do pretty much everything as normal as normal could be during you know 2020. And I, I think that speaks to the volume and or it speaks to the kind of dedication that, you know, Jason DeMarco, Gil Austin, you know, everyone, everyone at Toonami and Adult Swim really put out. I really, th- I really think that they, they did, a job that I couldn't even dream of that they could have accomplished. And to hear kind of the negative feedback in the sense of like, oh, they're getting Dragon Ball Super again. Oh, they're not putting anime on. Oh, they didn't get show X that's super popular in the simulcast. Where are my Crunchyroll shows? They're working together. And it's like, guys, do you not realize what's going on? Like, things aren't normal for a reason. Like, do you think Toonami wanted to keep replaying the gentle arc in My Hero Academia? Do you think that <laughs> Toonami wanted to just pull JoJo off the air? Do you think Toonami wanted to just keep Black Clover off the air? No. Like, I mean, to I, be fair, I feel like a lot of those people that are complaining wouldn't be satisfied even in a normal year. No, I... Th- well, okay, maybe maybe like one or two, right? But, like, I think... I think a lot of people who normally are pretty good with, you know, the choices that Toonami makes were kind of getting a little angsty. And I think it was because of everything that was going on, right? I I know that the thing that I think Toonami does really well is that general feel of how people experience it, whether they be, you know, actually next to each other or, you know, on different sides of of the country. You know, Toonami always has that feel of like you're going down to your friend's basement late at night, eating some you know stack food uh playing video games and having tsunami on and like i can feel that as if like if like us four were watching it right now i would feel that you know i mean i know people on the tsunami faithful discord hang out together there and it's like that same type of feeling and i think just because of you know everything that kind of went on i think uh some wanted to be getting back to that type of normal feeling and it never quite got there because of the changes that were going on right so all of a sudden it's like wait we have to see this again well why didn't they do that you know it's just like well you know and this is an argument that i get with even you know people that we work with don't you think they thought of that don't you think they tried that don't you think they planned these things and thought well shit kind of hit the fan we got to get on our feet or otherwise we're fucked and i i, I just And this is talking from, you know, experience of what I do for a living, you know, and I guess we can get into this kind of now where it's like, we were scared, you know, I know for a fact where I was working was scared and for something that I don't think a lot of people realized, advertising, 
-hmm. Advertising was down. And you want to know why? It's because you can't necessarily go out and shoot new commercials every other week like we used to. Or And I know they, people wouldn't, but that option was always there. Now it wasn't. You had companies worried about their financials, so they weren't going to be buying airtime or ad time, I should say, like they normally do. You know, it's something that if my station was hearing stuff like that, what do you think national stations were hearing, right? It's the same thing. So things are going to be tight. Things are going to be dramatic and you have to try to roll with it. Otherwise, you go out of business. And it's just, it seems rather unfair, I think, to expect that nothing was going to change when, like, just just read about the economic loss that happened during this pandemic, especially with, like, sports broadcasting, right? Like, things were canceled from, like, March till about, like, October, it felt like. And it probably was earlier than that. But I'm just, it's just like, there was a huge stretch where things were just canceled and they weren't going to be done again. All that revenue gone. And we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars and if one station gets that then another station and then another and it just starts trickling down and it just goes goes crazy so it's something that i think a lot of people don't really realize because the it, it wasn't necessarily like oh no one's you know like the money's gone it's just like no one was spending it and then of course if they did they knew they weren't going to get even close to the return that they had to pay for it and so what does that create? A stalemate. It creates something where companies are going to be like, mm, no, we're not going to buy this time. Or no, we're not going to do this. And like I said, this is literally a camera guy saying this. If I'm saying this because of stuff that I've experienced personally, what do you think people like Jason are thinking or like having to deal with? You know, the ones who actually get all the information, unlike, you know, someone like myself. And so it's one of those things where it's like you might, be upset about dragon ball super coming back if they had the right still so they wouldn't have to pay anything to, to bring it back and and it's something that they know will at least attract an audience why are you going to be upset that they're trying to do what they can to make sure that they can a keep things normal and b hopefully create a profit for themselves and for their partners because that's super important and yeah. some people can be like oh you know i'd like for them to try other things other things i'm like yeah do you think I want to see the tournament arc that Celia has been like ranting about for the past like uh, five months no. again? No, no, I don't. We do not speak of the tournament of power. Right, like it's 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 not my thing. And Dragon Ball Super, you know, I love you, love you, mean it. You're not Dragon Ball Z, so it's just like it's not. It just doesn't feel as good to me, and so it's like it doesn't cater to me. But yet it caters for a more, I don't know, loyal fan base to the sense where they keep coming back. You know. Where I work, the show that we put on right before our newscast is Family Feud and not even new episodes of Family Feud. These are syndicated reruns. And yet it's one of the best lead-ins we've ever had for our 9 o'clock show. I, I, I do not understand because it's not even that good. You know what I mean? Like, And that's just me speaking as, you know, I'm not a big Family Feud guy. But, you know, maybe when I turn, you know, 63, maybe that'll change. But um, it's not for me. And I'm just like, why are people watching this? And yet... People are watching it. Same with Dragon Ball Super. Why are people watching this? Wow, a lot of people are watching this. We're in a pandemic. Things are very scary. Why wouldn't they do this move? And like I said, you know, I, I have arguments about it, and it's not my thing. But I just, I don't think it's fair to be like, oh, they should do this, do this. So what if they did do something different? 
And then all of a sudden, Toonami's like, well, we're now down to an hour. Hope you enjoy Shupadin. It's like, wait a minute. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things where, like, I think we, we need to be mindful of the circumstances. Like, I, I don't work in broadcasting, but, like, I work for a certain major company that does a lot of television ads. And, like, even for us, a lot of how we handled those ads during the pandemic has drastically changed. And mm-hmm. that, of course, is going to affect how much money, say, like, uh, networks are going to be getting from those ads. And, yeah, Tanami is going to face the brunt of that. Like, Warner Media, especially, has had many problems on top of just the regular woes of the pandemic with all, like, the debt they've had and all the restructuring hullabaloo. So, like, Tanami was in a tough position. Very. Given all that, I am completely fine with having to watch Dragon Ball Super again for, like, the thousandth time. Celia or... might might murder you for that comment, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's what he, he can watch it, although I'm not doing Dragon Ball Super anymore. <laughs> Daniel's taking care of it now. Thank you, Daniel, if you're listening. But I really it, appreciate it. And, and, <laughs> and it's just, it's one of those things where I think... That's why I was actually really happy to be hosting this episode because overall, when I look at, when I hear 2020 and Toonami, I'm just, I'm impressed. I was super impressed. They were able to keep it going. They were able to keep giving us new content. Sports weren't able to do that for a long period of time, you know? And I think that's kind of a testament to what Toonami could do. Movie theater shut down. No movies, you know, it took them forever to be like, you know what, let's do video on demand stuff. And it's like, Toonami still stayed the same. Sure, we're getting Dragon Ball Super. Sure, we're getting reruns. Sure, a couple shows had to, you know, be taken off just so to give the studios more time to dub these at home. It's just, I think the selfishness that I was seeing a lot from fans really bothered me. And and I guess more so than normally, because I'm usually that guy anyway. I'm usually the one that ra- uh, rails against these uh, sit-at-home TV executives that, that think they know how to run a network when they've never worked in the industry. And I think this year especially kind of made me more sensitive to that because of a lot of misconceptions and a lot of kind of false narratives that they thought were going on. And it irked me a little bit more so this year because it's literally a pandemic that has killed so many people. Like, I know in the U.S. we're either at or past 400,000 lives lost. And yet we're having some individuals upset at certain decisions that Toonami made. And I'm not even just talking about programming. They had people upset about them doing a Black Lives Matter fucking promo. Like, <laughs> are you serious right now, man? Like, yeah, please. Yeah, through those people. Like, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And so, like, this year especially... It bothered me to my core. And so I'm very thankful that I was more busy, you know, so I wouldn't, you know, pop off like I've done in past because, you know, I do actually want to try to be better about that. But I just you saw the selfishness. I think it came out really like it was glaring more so this year than other years because Toonami was put in a position that's unwinnable. You know, damned if they do, damned if they don't. Just like when they add a new show. Grid man, I already saw that show. Why don't you get a good show like High School DXD? You know what I mean? Like you just get <laughs> random. Good luck getting that one on TV. I I know. Well, hey, we got Tenchi Muyo, so you know anything's possible. We can dream. <laughs> but um, it's just one of those things where I was very put it just kind of taken aback of seeing that because 
Jason was so upfront with everything, especially like it felt even more so this year than previous years because he's like, yo, this was last second. We kind of got fucked. We need to fix it and we're going to do what we can. You know, he's like, hey, we got to put Jojo down for a little bit just so we can, you know, give them more time to record and finish it up so we don't have to do this again. Because they saw how cranky and ornery people were about the My Hero Academia situation, right? And it's like, it's funny because it's like, what did you want them to do, right? You wanted the show on the first place and like a pandemic kind of stopped people from being able to work. What did you think was going to happen? Oh, we'll have the magic English dub fairy, you know, get everything done in two minutes. Hey, oh, hey, you know, let's let's get this going. Uh, if you actually believe that's real, I have a bridge in Brooklyn I'd love to sell you. You know, it's just like the selfishness just blew me away. And especially in a year where we kind of needed to move away from that, you know, help people who were sick, help people who have been feeling wronged or not even feeling who have been wronged for so long. Right. And so the selfish kind of attitude taken towards, you know, a company like Adult Swim, who's literally trying their hardest, just kind of, it, it just, it bothered me a ton. So like for me, when I look back at 2020 with Toonami, I can't do nothing but applaud them for what they were able to accomplish because it's, it's absolutely crazy. And like, not to toot my own horn, but like, I'm fucking glad that, you know, the station I work at was able to, you know, freaking crush it with ratings because especially like... We're not affiliated. We don't have, you know, an NBC programming. We don't have ABC programming, CBS, Fox, or any of those. We're, we have to buy our own, you know, syndicated stuff. We have to put on the news, you know, and we don't have necessarily that safety net that, you know, our competitors have. And yet we, we did great. We did really well. I'm, I'm very happy about that. So I, I kind of feel the same way where, like, I give, you know, I tip my hat to Tanami what they were able to accomplish. I tip my hat to really a lot of just television places that were able to kind of keep keep things going and you know adult swim didn't necessarily uh do everything perfect you know i mean i know the layoffs were just gut-wrenching and just awful especially during the holidays it just kind of shows you the kind of economic impact that this whole thing had and it's you know to be you know ornery about certain type of show placements or certain type of uh, programming acquisitions it just seems so short-sighted and lost. I really do. So I don't, I don't mind taking... I apologize for taking up more time on that kind of front, but I really do want to get that out there. If you all have a problem with Toonami's programming choices, I'll say this. Start your own damn network. Because I'm really <laughs> I'm really sick of hearing it. I really am. Why are you playing Dragon Ball Super? Why don't you play something new? Why don't you put Dragon Ball Super at the end? I, I'm going to tell you guys this right now. If you had that, If you have that thought, you damn well know that they did at Adult Swim. So I'm just, like yeah. I said, I'm just kind of sick of it. And do they make perfect decisions every time? No, absolutely not. Because if I had my way, I definitely wouldn't have Sword Art Online back. You know, and I'm saying that we, even though there are people who I have have relationships with who work on the show. And to their credit, they do a damn good job. I just don't really like the show. At least I fell kind of out of liking that show, you know, for obvious kind of reasons. And I just, you know, I would obviously pick other shows, you know, right? I wouldn't have Attack on Titan season four. And we're not really going to get into that discussion today. That is a discussion for another day. But I wouldn't have that. You know, I would look at a show personally like Flip Flappers. I would, you know what? Fuck it. Let's get Haikyuu on. You know what I mean? Like, 
there are shows that I would rather have on the block because I think they're really good. And I think a lot of people would like it, especially, you know, how Toonami usually finds hidden gems and are able to put that there. But, you know, considering how uncertain times are at the moment, nah, I ain't going to complain about it. They need to do what's try and true. And if that means a Cowboy Bebop marathon for every holiday, fuck it. Let's do it. I'll listen to some moody space jazz. I don't mind. Uh, if that means leading the block with an hour of Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, that sucks. But hey, they feel it's the safest route. Then I'm going to let them do what they need to do. Because we'll I know get through the tournament faster. Well, there's that too. <laughs> but I just I just know that like my decisions that like let's say I pseudo did to like quote unquote help Toonami, I don't know if that's the right thing. Because I don't have all the information. And yeah, like, I mean there's there's an important delineation between what we want and what's best for the block. Exactly. And sometimes it's the safest choice. Sometimes, yeah, it's airing dragon ball super again or airing like any show again instead of getting a new show or just like cutting down the amount of shows we get like Mm -hmm. yeah it it might suck in the moment but we have to think about the block's longevity too Mm -hmm. and i think the more we try to be like backseat producers to the whole thing where it's like oh tanami should have done this why didn't they think of that? And like you said cj they probably have thought about all the things we have thought about and more we're never going to see that from the side of as a viewer. Yeah. But we have to make those assumptions knowing folks like Jason are not idiots. They, they're very smart people. <laughs> right. And they, I mean, they're going to make those choices and consider those options that we are thinking of. And sometimes they even admit when they're wrong, right? Remember, I don't know if it was 2020 or 2019, but when they uh, brought JoJo and put it at 2.30, fans like went nuts. And they were like, all right, you know what? You guys are right. We'll bring it back up. So I'm not like, we all know they ain't perfect. And sometimes they need that push. But this year especially, guys, this year especially, this was not the year to back CTV produce. It just wasn't because I can only imagine the amount of like sleepless nights that Adult Swim had trying to make sure that they could keep everything as normal as fucking possible. So like I said, I, I... I think I was more, you know, perturbed about it than initially because of like everything that's going on and how relatable at least their position was for myself, you know? Um, And so, like I said, if you don't like it, build your own network and I offer you nothing but support if you do, because, Hey, you know, you can do what you do. So all in all, and I'll, uh, I'll wrap up my little soliloquy is that Tsunami 2020 fucking remarkable. Those guys deserve, like, a shot of alcohol and, like, a pat on the back for being able to give us as much as they could, especially some of the new stuff that they gave us, too. So, <laughs> I think it's really easy to forget when you're a consumer, too, just how many moving parts there are behind the scenes. Because until they announced at Adult Swim Con that they have three new co-productions coming up, no one knew that those were in the works. So you've got the financial struggles that you're facing In addition to, shit, we have these projects that we are currently working on and currently paying money on, you know, Mm -hmm. and we still have to make sure we meet our deadline in some way so that everyone keeps their jobs, that we don't lose money in case this project ends up getting canceled because of things that are going on. Like, there's just so many uncertain things. It's really easy when all you're doing is just consuming that you don't think about those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And think of this. You make a good point, too, with those co-productions. How many mergers happened past year too? 
Yeah. Like, and they're like, and not just like, oh, you know, mergers here, mergers there. They happen all the time. Yeah. A lot of them actually affected like adults. <laughs> so like, oh boy, you want to talk about even more sleepless nights. Jesus. Yeah. And like, when you think about it too, with those co-productions, it's like, Uzumaki was supposed to come out in 2020 and they got delayed <laughs> no. to this year. And like, yeah, that kind of sucks, but it's also the good decision to do because like i don't think anyone would want a half-baked rushed like production of that show rather than a completed product that is actually good and i know v lord's salivating for uzumaki i am (laughs) i mean i'm I'm a big fan of the director and i also really love uzumaki so so it's a good combo i did forget about that so and i think that's definitely a good kind of segue into the the part of like was there anything that you really uh look forward not necessarily look forward to for the next year but like stuff that you were looking forward to in 2020 and stuff that disappointed you and definitely for me was at least the disappointment wise that we couldn't get uzumaki this year i like it's so different and i do not know what to expect because i i'm very unfamiliar with a lot of uh junichi ichos work i just know it's horror stuff and so I, I was so looking forward to that. I was looking forward to at least one of their co-productions being able to come out uh, in 2020. And, you know, I'm not going to be like, fuck you, adult swim, not giving me my content. It was more just like, man, that would have been so cool. Just because, like, the hype around it was something else. It's awesome. And, you know, I'm just I'm just happy they even proved me wrong and that they were able to acquire new shows. Like, I, I, I honestly didn't think that was going to happen. You know, I thought Paranoia Agent was kind of like, you know, a freebie in a sense. But, you know, Assassination Classroom got picked up. Uh, you know, they were able to play those HBO Max um, DC movies. Primal even got a chance to marathon on tonight. You know, it's just like I wasn't expecting any of those kind of things. And so to me, I'm like, yo, that's that's so freaking cool. You know, especially the fact that it wasn't just anime. So, like, I'll open up the floor to you guys. So, we'll, we'll start with, with Celia. We'll do that. Celia, you're up. You're front line and center, please. Share for the class. All right. Uh, well, Toonami 2020 got me to finally watch Demon Slayer. Whoa, wait, what? Yeah. So, it's been on my list for a while, and I've actually had episodes saved on my iPad for a long time. <laughs> like, uh, easily, like, I think my last two flights is when I loaded it up. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch, like, the first half of Demon Slayer. Because they were like, I think it was a flight to LA, which is like five hours from where I'm at. And then my 14-hour flight to Tokyo. But I usually sleep on the way in. So I didn't actually watch any of it. Um, and Paul then I V-Lord, finally made crying. it to like, well, you know. <laughs> in in my old age, I don't keep up with the whippersnappers anymore. You know, seasonal anime is, is a little exhausting. Celia, you're, <laughs> so, eight, you're 18. You're 18. I don't want to hear this from you. <laughs> Never mind that I'm turning 29 in a few months. <laughs> um, but yeah, I finally w- started watching Demon Slayer and I made more progress than when I actually tried watching it in 2019. Um, and I'm really enjoying it because I finally get to see what all the hype's about. And it's a nice story. Um, it is at the end, which is kind of a bummer. But I do like that I get to watch it anyways. Um, I also really like that really this year got me to try new things because a lot of the shows that have been on Toonami this year are not shows I would have picked myself. Like Dragon example. Ball Super, Dragon Ball Super for one. I know I've already complained about it, but that <laughs> it's not my thing. I really only like original Dragon Ball. And that's oh, about as far as it goes. Oh, you mean Kid Goku. Yeah. Yeah, the comedy stuff. Yes. I mean that's kind yeah. of the best part of the it series. It is actually. <laughs> right? But like JoJo's 
not my thing. Fire Force, Black Clover, not my thing. Sword Art Online, not my thing. Okay, we, so... we fighting now. Not a Black Clover stand. <laughs> oh my god. But Asta is, is jacked now. He is. He is jacked. And I, and I think part of it, too, is because when I joined the Tanami Faithful team and started watching Tanami again, which was this year in the spring, um, I hadn't watched Tanami for a while, so I wasn't entirely sure what was on. But I came into the middle of a lot of shows. Uh... So it was kind of like, OK, what's going on? Like when I took over um, live tweeting for JoJo's and Black Clover, I think it was like episode 120 something for Black Clover <laughs> and like episode 20 something on JoJo's. And I'm like, all right just gonna just gonna jump right in and hopefully no one will notice that i have no idea what's going on when i'm making these live tweets because i really don't i'm coming right in the middle of it v lord um, are we and... having a black clover watch party yeah. from episode one with Celia? no i tried episode I mean... one when it first aired and i didn't like it nope, nope. those like first 13 episodes are kind of bad cj you take that back they were the fine. manga for those parts is good the anime they were fine they're fine everything's fine we started episode 14 <sighs> fine fine i'm watching the first 13 i don't i don't care Look, there are some shows that you just need to do that with. Like Attack on Titan is a great one. So I always tell my friends who haven't seen it yet, I'm like, start with Attack on Titan abridged, watch the last like three or four episodes of season one, and then jump right into season two. You save yourself a bunch of time and you're caught up to speed. But you wouldn't hear the yelling. The yelling. No one needs to hear the yelling in I, season I, one. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that. So what were, what, were the, yeah. what were the other shows that um, you were like, oh, my God, this is actually a lot better than I thought it was? Um, let's see. Ballmasters was one. And Game Seto. Not 100% sure I, I like Game Seto <laughs> yet. Like, it was, it was one of those weird things where, like, when it was taken off for that movie marathon, I'm like, wait, I, I need to know what happens next. All the hells in all the religions and the mythologies are coming together and Makasu's whole self-improvement and self-love thing with Dr. Legs just went complete 180 and didn't work the way it was supposed to. So, so I was like, wait, I need to know what happens next. Um, even though I didn't really like the show at that point either. Um, but it was enough that I'm like, okay, I need to know what happens next and I can see why this is on here. So, so it was nice getting to try some things that I wouldn't have picked myself because my tastes tend to be more for like retro titles and really things that are more modern that are just, mm, I'm trying to think of it, very specific. Or Inuyasha. Like you know, Inuyasha too, which is technically <laughs> retro by now, yeah. which is sad to think about. Yeah. But. Um, and, and just so the, the listeners know, uh, Celia is a big fan of Titty as well. Yes, Titty is best captain. My favorite character in that show. And I think that's probably what helped develop the investment is once Titty arrived. And I'm like, I like you. I really like you. Uh, I remember that tweet. You were so hyped about it. I'm very pleased. I was. Well, and I knew also because there was already so much negativity around Game of Seto. I'm like, Max doesn't need to see another person just dunking on this show because they think it's ugly or for really just a shallow reason that you get just from looking at it at first glance. Mm -hmm. So I really want to give this like an actual shot, um, especially when like I had listened to his first interview with Tanami Faithful and I'm like, okay, he's really like super deep into what he's created. V-Lord, weren't you on you that know? episode with Caboose? 
Yeah, yeah I was. I didn't really talk much in it, though. <laughs> I remember you just, like, going, this was one of the best. I know Kabu says it was one of the best interviews that we've done. Absolutely. Which I highly yeah, recommend was... checking it out, honestly, or listening to it, definitely. It's hilarious. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah, I've, and it's, yeah, it's just been a really good year for trying new things, which I know no one really likes because changes in routine are hard. And it, it's really just the way that our humans are wired is not everyone is wired to fully accept change. And even if you are a bit more flexible and are like, okay, I can roll with the punches. It doesn't mean you like it, you know? So yeah. change doesn't always mean a bad thing, even if it's kind of rough to get through it. I thought that was very well put. V-Lord, what was your favorite part of Toonami 2020? Well, aside from Demon Slayer finishing its run... Oh my god, who would have saw that coming? The the host of the Demon Slayer podcast mentioning Demon Slayer. (laughs) CJ, who likes Demon Slayer? That that show is terrible. True. I mean, (laughs) considering I'm the one who has a limited edition release and you do not... I think we know who's the real Demon Slayer fan in this podcast. Exactly. Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a fake fan. <laughs> it's like that <laughs> meme. It's like that meme of oh, all these people want to say anime is cool. They don't know the big three, and they show Corey in the house. The true the best anime. anime. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. But no, like my uh, favorite part of Tanabe in 2020, I think, was really them taking chances and kind of breaking out of the mold in a few ways, like airing Gamu Seto and Ballmaster shows that. Yeah, they they they're kind of outside the range of what you'd perceive to be on Tanami, but they still kind of fit with how they are tonally and with all their homages to anime. Would, and then would you call to... it would you call it abrasive? In a sense, and I don't mean that negatively, but like it's kind of abrasive for like you to immerse yourself in compared to like a regular anime show. Yes, I don't know because like mm-hmm. I didn't really find it abrasive in that way because I I watch those kind of shows in my free time already. <laughs> so like I, I'm I do watch like a lot of anime I guess because like that's kind of my comfort zone quote unquote. But like I watch just a lot of general animation because like my siblings an animator. I love a lot of different animators. So like it, shows like Game Museto and ball masters were just naturally appealing to me because it's shows that are paying homages to other shows and other really kind of like mediums so i like having those type of more like unique type shows on the block rather than just like another action series that's just a underdog protagonist fighting to be like king of (laughs) i don't know the The pirates the pirates (laughs) <laughs> I mean that that would just be one piece and we all know how that turned out. <laughs> oh rip rip sorry. I, I always love kind of like dunk I love one piece, don't get me wrong. I, I do. I just always love poking fun at it. Just like I do with Black Clover, actually. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I mean, as much as people complained about say having non anime shows on the block, I thought it was a good thing. I liked it too. <laughs> and I also really liked that we got to air Primal on Yes. Anime. Because I really like Primal. I think it is a incredibly unique show. And also airing it all in one night kind of works. Because I feel it is one of those shows that works better in one sitting than week to week. So hey, everything worked out in the end. <laughs> <laughs> and to give Caboose a little more time. I'm going to at least say what I really liked from Toonami 2020. After you know my big whole spiel 
before let's get some more positivity in here uh i really like the whole holy calamity boat i really really enjoyed that tsunami uh became or not really became but was more explicit with how they try to reach out to their communities that watch them because i remember a lot of people you know, when the Black Lives Matter video came out, they're like, politics today, I try to watch Toonami to get away from it. And it's like, this is the same block that has played Attack on Titan, Gundam Wing, Kill a Kill. What? What? So either, right? either you know ah. what they're saying and you're choosing to ignore it or you're too stupid. Pick your, choose your fighter. <laughs> they're not good either one. So I was really glad of them being more explicit in that. And like the promos for it was freaking amazing but i really i really love the music for the Fire and the jewels they were so good and i really really enjoy uh when they get their chance to kind of have the spotlight for tsunami bumps and whatnot because and i know caboose I, I, well maybe caboose remembers but i remember you know talking about my favorite tsunami video music video and it was the one that had panther like a panther oh it's oh. I love that song so much, and it's just so good. I know it's not Run the Jewel, Run the Jewels Four, but uh, I just like I say, I like their music so much to where when Four got its chance to showcase itself, I'm like, that's freaking cool, that's so freaking cool. And like they gave Toonami and Adult Swim gave us a musical production, right? This wasn't just like, oh hey, we're gonna put their songs on our bumps, you know, everything's normal, la di da di da. No, they gave you an event. That is amazing. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely love that part. I do. I, I just, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm stupid. I'm, I'm like, I enjoy, like, I enjoy the weirdest fucking things when it comes to that. Like, when I talk about, you know, the documentary, I was asking, you know, everyone, what was your favorite? What was your favorite part? And everyone's like giving me these moments, these things. And I'm just like, Man, I really liked how all of a sudden we go from black to then all of a sudden show the credits. I thought that was such a cool little skip. Me and Caboose really worked hard on that part. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, yeah, no, that was great. Too. And they're just like, yeah, I know. I'm I'm the weird one. I like something more technical than what's actually in front of me. Um, but, um, yeah, for me, for me, it was definitely uh, the music. It, it was Run the Jewels 4 was just it was really, really cool. And, you know, the event they put on was really, really cool. So I really like that. And I guess I guess I can count Assassination Classroom getting on the block because I've always thought that it would be so freaking cool to see on Toonami. And that was long overdue. It, it, it felt it. A great podcast we had about the first 16 episodes you should listen to uh, on our last episode. <laughs> um, but uh, so for me, it, it was definitely those that I really kind of look back on, on Toonami 2020 that I was at least super giddy about, you know, uh, like a kid for uh, the holidays and things like that. Uh, so caboose, uh, do you do you do you have something for us? Did did we give you enough yeah. time? Good, good, good. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I, I really enjoyed that they uh, aired a uh, paranoia agent because that that was a I want to say it's a long lost anime that they mm -hmm. haven't that that hasn't aired uh, on Adult Swim for. Heck, I, I don't even remember. <laughs> I feel like it's probably That's like 13 to 15 years ago. It's, yeah, it's it wasn't since the so first long. time it was on Adult Swim. Oh, man. Um, it's how long it's been. Can I say that was my first time seeing it, too? When it was on Adult Swim or Toonami? No, no, Toonami. Oh, see, I saw it first on Adult Swim. No, no. Adult Swim, I, I, only, saw, <laughs> I only saw Champloo, Bebop, and um, Trigun. 
those were the three, and Inuyasha too, I guess. So full, those four are the ones I remembered the most, and I guess Bleach. See, so those five. <laughs> see, that's the thing. Like I watched a lot of like the stuff that they aired on ASA mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, but I didn't watch all of the episodes of it. Like it was, you know, a few episodes at a time, and I'm like, okay. And then I just never watched the whole thing, but thanks to Toonami, because <laughs> I I never miss a weekend. Um, I've been able to watch every single episode and you know like this was the first time I fully watched Paranoia Agent and I thought it was fantastic Mm -hmm. and it was yeah it was really nice that they were able to uh, get that rescued Mm -hmm. because like it was a while too and like everyone's wondering like who could save it and then Funimation's like oh by the way here's a little slugger and I know Alien lost his mind. Laser Kid lost his mind. Yeah. I think V-Lord probably lost his mind, too. I, isn't it a favorite of yours, or am I misremembering that? So I'm a fan of Satoshi Kon, but I actually had never finished Paranoia Agent. <gasps> um, oh, my God. And uh, I, I'm i still guilty of this, technically, because I didn't even finish the Tanami run. Oh, my God. So right now, the person who's the <laughs> oh, most no. experienced with it is Celia. Let, well, thank you, Celia, for your dedication. You're welcome. I'm, I'm, salu- <laughs> I'm, I'm saluting you right now. Yeah, I clearly missed the boat on that. Although, did I really? I saw Samurai Champloo and Trigun. Those are masterpieces. <laughs> Those are amazing. Yeah, they're good. V-Lord, we're going to fight if you say it like that. <laughs> no, I, 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 <laughs> I know. I was, I, I was teasing. <laughs> but, uh, so, Caboose. Yeah, you, but yeah. Like, I was I'm, I'm really say, happy that they were able to air it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I find it kind of funny that they were able they, they decided to give it topical promos but like on the next all new episode i'm like no it's not new it's it's old as heck but <laughs> sure whatever have fun <laughs> how did you feel about their topicals throughout the year because they seem to be i know they're not doing them as recent now if at all but uh, i felt like they did a ton during 2020 well i mean they i was really i, I was so happy that Gamusetu got topples as well. <laughs> Gamusetu got so much love. Like, that thing got a teaser. Well, first, it, you know, they it, it originally got teased for April Fool's, and then they had a big, you know, trailer, and then a Tsunami trailer, even a short trailer for it. Mm-hmm. And then it got topical promos. And even, it was supposed to get a finale, but, uh, well, <laughs> uh, that was pushed back a day thanks to uh, Wonder Woman. But hey, <laughs> you, know, like, you would think that would have been like the, the most thing I was like super excited for. But I, I was fully expecting Gimiseto to be on Adult Swim. Like I didn't have a problem with it on Toonami. I thought it was great. But like it – I'm just – I don't know. I think I might have preferred it on Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. instead of the block but hey i'm glad it aired i'm glad it aired in full on the block yeah uh unlike, you know ball masters which rip <laughs> oh well hey we got we got a promo uh, with dana snyder's voice i'm i'm a-okay that's the that's got... <laughs> that to me is list the best well i mean it wasn't a lineup it was a uh music it was a music video Mm-hmm. even better um, <laughs> yeah um yeah, like Paranoia Agent, it had topicals. The they did stop, kind of. Well, 
they kind of went with recurring, uh, sustaining promos mm-hmm. uh, this past month. Uh, I guess I'm assuming for the holidays because, you know, the holidays. But then they stopped <laughs> just now because uh, I, or I'm guessing there's they're just late with getting the episode with for Titan because Titan got a a uh, topical promo. Mm-hmm. for the next episode and i have yet to see a new topical yet so Uh-oh. i'm not sure what's going on with that oh no i do, and yeah. like to so, caboose's credit i do really enjoy like I, I enjoy the stuff that they just cut in general really you know their editors oh, are yeah. always fanat are oh, always fantastic yeah. so like i'm with him i hope that they can do more like topicals like they were able to do before more music video like i remember you know jason demarco on twitter asking what they what fans want to see more of and i was right in there and just like dude please more music videos they're just they're so good like the i i will never stop telling the story but a lot of like a lot of my colleagues know how pretty composed i can be during you know interviews guests i couldn't contain myself meeting the editors just the editors like even just jason just like oh hey how's it going you know it's nice to see you again yada yada no i'm like i i'm well i mean the times that I have, I've only done it. Uh, I know, let's see, I know. Momo. Oh, I know. It was just uh, AX <laughs> once, and then MomoCon. No, for me, I lost my shit at the editors. I don't, I don't know what it was. It's so funny. <laughs> like that. That's what. That's how you get to my heart. Cut a damn good promo video, right? <laughs> uh, so that. That's at least what I. Uh, so I'm with Caboose when he's like, you know, talking about all this stuff that he really likes when it comes to topicals and stuff because they do. They do such a good job best in the business i mean yeah i'll be honest like i would rather them actually you know do a lineup promo (laughs) or uh you know sustaining promos i'd rather them do uh you know more music videos game reviews uh oh yeah definitely some more game reviews but you know promotion for shows is also important especially in this age um because it can easily be shared through like social media like facebook twitter Mm -hmm. uh youtube but you know that's maybe i'm just projecting because i'm like there's like five topicals i have to record each freaking weekend (laughs) ugh maybe that's just me projecting right (laughs) but you know it's it's fun it's fine i don't have a problem with topicals that's funny I, i i i understand your plight when it comes to like how the like little things can like stack up to be like so like demanding i i know that from experience from last year let me tell you something (laughs) you know what i mean um and i guess since i'm not sure if anyone on this podcast will be on the following episode which will be what we are looking forward to in this current year 2021 for tsunami i kind of wouldn't mind at least getting a little teaser from everyone i know for me it's just i'm hoping that Toonami is able to get their original programming out. I'm really interested because unlike a lot of anime, I've already seen it. So it's not usually like, as I've explained to V Lord multiple occasions about my top 10 adult swim Toonami shows, the ones that really made my list were pretty much the ones that I saw on Toonami first. So I'm really excited when, you know, they have, I don't God, it feels like they have like a thousand original stuff coming to the block. So I'm really hopeful that that is the case and that we actually get at least one for this upcoming year and I'll, I'll have everyone here kind of give me a little teaser of like you know for all in all i felt like 2020 for tanami i'd give it easily a b minus maybe even a b right 
and not necessarily not necessarily you know being like hey you know you guys could have done better like you guys need to step it up it's more like yo everyone like the test was too hard you get what i'm saying so like everyone got like a 50 a 40 a 60 so it's like all right we'll grade on a curve kind of thing so it's like oh that gets all bumped up you got like they were given so little to be able to kind of keep things going as normal as they could so that's why i say it like that so it's not a begrudging b b minus it's like yo you guys did so fucking much and you were able to get this despite everything keeping you guys down you pass and you are my favorite student that's kind of that's kind of why i give it the grade at that but um but what do you what are you guys kind of looking forward to a little bit as like a teaser you know for the next week's episode and i'm curious what you guys are at least kind of like gonna look forward to for the upcoming year because i always like they're gonna the next episode and i don't know who's gonna be on it uh is gonna be more like solely about that but i'm curious like give me a taste right give me give me a taste of what you guys kind of want to see for the following year and like i said for me it's just i want one of the original shows otherwise otherwise i'm gravy man i remember someone asking like oh you know what do you want on tsunami and i'm just like we got Black Clover in My Hero Academia. The rest is fucking gravy. I don't give a shit what they... They could literally put anything... They could put the show that I hate the most. I have no freaking clue what that show is, but they can put it on, and I'm cool. Like, I, I'm good. So I just I just want to see uh, one original. I don't care which one it is. Just one of them. So I think I'm probably on the same wavelength as you on the CJ. Like, I'm mainly looking forward to the originals. And I think, like... Uzumaki and maybe Fena are gonna definitely come out in 2021. I have no hope for Blade Runner. <laughs> we have seen nothing but like three concept art stills of it, and that's it. V Lord, I'm drawing the, all the lines as I can. You can't rush me making this magic here. <laughs> come on. Uh, I mean, that studio and the director duo are, are working on like three different shows right now, so mm. I highly doubt it's coming out. <laughs> All right, Celia, Uzumaki, what a... Uzumaki, I feel the most confident that it will show up by the end of the year. <laughs> and I think that's probably, out of like anime in general, that's probably the thing I'm most excited for. Because uh, Junji Ito adaptations are usually not very good. And this one seems like it might actually be good. I, I like what I hear. Celia, your turn, your turn, your turn. You must. Let's see. I'm looking forward to watching Attack on Titan season four in English. Boo. At no, the same kidding. time, I'm watching season four in Japanese. Because <laughs> that's the only like solid thing I can count on right now. Because everything else is really just wherever the pieces fall based on how everything's going. Um, I am looking forward to the originals. Fina looks really interesting. Uzumaki looks like it's going to creep me out. But I'm still looking forward to trying it because I'm a big baby when it comes to horror. Uh, I don't have faith in Blade Runner because Shinji Aramaki loves his 3D animation too much and it turns out really ugly in the end. So I'm, I'm not. Uh, when they announced it was 3D CG, I'm like, no, Aramaki, what are you doing? He's very good when it's machines. When it's yes. a human being, uh, then he starts uh, messing up. Yeah, Ghost in the Shell 2045. Cough, cough. Can that entire show just be touch commas? Please. Please. That's really what it should have been. It really should have been that. Um, I'm just but, sad yeah. Celia picks a bad anime and not a good anime like Jujutsu Kaisen. What? What? Who said that? <laughs> Who said that? 
<laughs> no, I am. I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to see what kind of shows we might get just because like, obviously Jason's pretty uh, as transparent as he can be within the realm of contracts and, and within really network television as he can be with viewers. So it's really interesting sometimes to try to figure out why they picked something. And for the most part, from what I can deduce, it pretty much comes down to, well, people seem to like it and it's cool. So we're going to try it. Or he likes um, it. That's what. Yeah. That, or he likes it. Like, I love yeah. when he gave Gintama a shout out. I was like, excuse me, sir. We need to have a chat. This is great news to find out. Good. on right? I'm not going to get like too hopeful about it. But I'm kind of hoping that 2021 might be a year that they decide to bring like a super retro title in, like one from the 80s, maybe, or like the 90s. Mm. That may just be because I'm watching Bubblegum Crisis right now. So I'm kind of on Wait a, kick a minute for stuff from that era. Wait but... a minute. You want to see the show X, don't you, Celia? That's that's the retro show we're thinking of, aren't you? Mm, potentially. You mean Taro? <gasps> Ooh, V-Lord. It is retro. <laughs> We need a Hamtaro marathon for like. Let's bring back some of these retro titles, y'all. Mm, I do like that, and we kind of got that with Paranoia Agent. So I see what you mean. And Caboose, what are you looking forward to for 2021, possibly? Uh, I'm very petty, but I really want more. Not so much programming uh wants but more on the production side like mm-hmm. i want to see more shots of the forge want more tom and sarah animation <sighs> want more music to be you know available to be streaming or downloaded slash purchased let me throw money at you i will buy music come on please <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he said, please, um, you got to listen when someone I says, did. please, please. Yeah. Like I, apparently they're going to be having new packaging oh, uh, yeah. coming up. I don't know when, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, if I were a betting man, I would probably assume that new packaging will coincide with the release of Uzumaki, just like fully Cooly too. Ooh, that's right. I uh, did with that, uh, packaging nice i wasn't a big fan of it i'm, I'm sorry <laughs> you're it, allowed it, to have an opinion caboose but it, trust me it looked like it legitimately looked like a twitch streamers <laughs> graphics to me mm. i'm sorry any any twitch primers in the chat like, tsunami like spilt you do great work but what the heck <laughs> <laughs> like that's pretty funny I'm I'm not I'm not put, putting the full blame on them. They probably might have had some other ideas, and you know the folks at William Street probably just said, "Nope, make this. This is what we want," <laughs> and they did it. Well, but, thankfully they didn't do a Reddit recap, so I'm I'm okay with it a little bit. <laughs> but you know, I I mean the packaging looked nice, but it wasn't for me. <laughs> don't get me started on the recolor for the forge i will Um, not i would never dream of getting you started caboose (laughs) uh, hopefully we see more music videos more speeches more more fun stuff damn right the the the, that that team puts their heart 
into their work. Yeah. And it shows. It absolutely shows. Well said, Caboose. Well said. And like, no, no other, no other network would do that. No. And that's kind of we, that was kind of my whole reason of the soliloquy really and, and diatribe that I went on earlier. That's exactly the point. See, yeah. it went full circle. That's why me and Caboose are usually on the same episodes together. We usually think very similar with these things. <laughs> yeah, just uh, no more reruns of Super. At least not in the from the block, please. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, is fair. That is that, fair. That's that's me. Yeah, that's me trying to play armchair programming expert but you know hey that's why i don't work in television <laughs> see see but no, no no that's a great example of what i was saying that people don't do caboose knows hey you know i wouldn't do this i wish they didn't but it is what it is and he doesn't go batshit crazy like certain people can can do and it's just it's a weird you know people are just fans are possessive of toonami it's just it's just the nuts and bolts of it they are for some creepy reason i don't understand but hey here we are <laughs> 2021 uh, so but uh but yeah you know we will uh wrap it up there and before we get to the house cleaning what was your favorite part about tsunami 2020 was there anything that was your favorite part of tsunami 2020 i'm pretty sure there are some people who thought that it was a terrible year and one that uh Toonami should never repeat. I mean, you're entitled to your own opinion, but, you know, that's just just me. <laughs> just me saying, you know, they did what they could. They were given a bad hand, they still played, and they actually broke even. I kind of call that a win. I kind of call that a win. But, yeah, feel free to hit us up on uh, social media, you know, at Toonami Podcast, at Toonami Faithful, or Toonami News. And, you know, be able to kind of tell us what your favorite or least favorite moments of the past year for the block was. But... That will do it for today's episode. So you can email us at podcast at com. Follow us on facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter, Podcast. You can listen to the podcast on just about everything, including iTunes, Google Music, Spotify, literally anything that hosts a podcast. You can hear us. You can find every episode of the podcast to stream online at soundcloud.com slash Podcast. And get the latest news and editorials by following Toonami News on Twitter to read all our wonderful articles, stuff that V-Lord has given us, stuff that Celia has given us. And yeah, there's, there's this editor-in-chief named CJ who kind of does stuff. I don't know. No one cares about him. No, then you're damn right. Nor should they just leave him alone and just let him do his nuzlocks. Um, in any case, in any case. Uh I guess we'll wrap it up there and say thank you again for listening. And before we go, Celia, where can our lovely listeners find you? You can find me on Twitter at Planet Twinkle and on my Facebook page at Celia Rose Cosplay. And I'm on all the Tanami Faithful social media pages. So anytime you tag us in something or comment on something, I see it. That she does. I'm sure sometimes she wants to burn her eyes. I'm just kidding. She loves you all. Uh, V-Lord, <laughs> V-Lord, where can they find you? Yeah, people can find me on Twitter at VLordGTZ. And like CJ mentioned, I uh, occasionally write articles for the Tsunami Faithful website. And I also write uh, various manga and light novel reviews over on all-comic.com. So go check out those. And then I host three different podcasts. The Demon Slayer Podcast, which is on Twitter at DSlayerPodcast. 
Oversoul, the Shaman King podcast, which is on Twitter at Shaman King Pod. And then my general anime and manga podcast, the Dumb Weebs podcast, which is on Twitter at Dumb Weebs Pod. So go check out those if you're interested. Yeah. And Caboose, where can they find you? You can find me at Caboose Jr. on Twitter, YouTube, sometimes Discord. And catch him doing. Don't you. Haven't you been doing some YouTube streams recently? I have. I have started doing streaming again. Um, I just wrapped up a stream. Of, of I was working on my big project, and I was <laughs> I was goddamn criticizing and I was criticizing and poking fun at uh, Toonami's CGI over the years. <laughs> like, oh my god, why is that shadow gone? Oh my goodness, do not make me like go into all the animation errors of Intruder 2. Please, don't. <laughs> I will ruin it for you. That's actually kind of funny. Uh, kinda. But, like, <laughs> you know, like, I, I understand, like, they work with what they can, but, like, there's just some things, like, I cannot unsee. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> it just, ugh. Sounds like me with it, my it project. My gears. <laughs> I mean... I mean, I, I definitely saw some animation errors during the Forge as well, but, you know, hey. And you can find me it's... on Twitter, at CJ Maffris, and make sure to check out What Toonami Means to Me documentary, a full-length documentary, that was posted on the Toonami Faithful Facebook and YouTube page. In fact, the first interview is going to be published on our Patreon page, for those who subscribe to the Toonami Faithful Pass, at the end of this month, and I do know who we're going to do, uh, I guess I can do a kind of pseudo-announcement. It's not a really big deal. It's just the whole interview without it being edited. We're going to start with Jen Losey, the voice actor who... Or voice actress, I should say. Who actually inspired me to do this whole project in the first place. So we will be posting that at the end of January. So if you are interested to hear everything that was said during our interview for that project, make sure you subscribe to the Tsunami Faithful Pass. And with that, we bid everyone adieu. Thank you so much for listening, and once again, stay gold. And here is to hopefully a better 2021 for Adult Swim, Toonami, and for everyone listening. Thank you. <laughs>